You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So welcome to this episode of the Rockspile Rockies Report brought to you by rockspile.com. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the co-experts of the site, and I'm glad to be joined yet again today by uh, my friend and fellow co-expert, Noah Yingling. Noah, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, good, good, good. I think uh, <clears throat> we've got a lot of baseball to talk about, even though it doesn't involve the Rockies per se. Uh, so we'll dive into that here in just a minute. But I wanted to tackle some things that you brought up in, in a recent article on our site about the arbitration uh, projections for next year. Uh, and I thought you brought up some really good points, especially when it came to uh, John Gray and, and Trevor Story in that article. Yeah, with uh, John Gray and Trevor Story, um, both of them, well, at least by pro the projections, um, their salary is going to just about double, if not more than double in the case of Story, um, for the projections. Because they pitched, pitched slash played um, so well in 2019. I mean, with John Gray, he missed the last six weeks of the season, and he still finished third on the Rockies in war. Yeah. Um. So I mean that that's obviously going to bring him up some, and especially because I mean, in 2018 he spent part of the season in Albuquerque. Yep. So I mean, considering he spent the entire time that he was healthy in 2019 on a major league roster, that obviously helps, but also too just pitching better. Um, and then Trevor Story. I mean, Trevor Story's been Trevor Story. He's been, oh, outside of Nolan Arenado, he's been their most consistent offensive bat. Yep. Um, so that's why his salary is going to likely go up from five million to well north of ten million, and the projection has him at, I believe, at eleven and a half million. Yes, eleven and a half million. So, um. He and Gray are the highest two on the list of the nine eligible Rockies for arbitration. Well, and one thing that, you know, I, I know uh, at the Rockies end of season press conference uh, gathering, whatever you want to call it, that we were we were a part of. And, of course, 
a lot of focus on that was on Nolan Arenado and the opt-out clause by Jeff Bright. And, and we've, we've gone over that ad nauseum. We're not going to do that on this podcast because, um, my God, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. And I'm sure all of you are tired of listening about it. Uh, but there was one part in there that I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about because they, they discussed and, uh, Dick Monfort, uh, the owner of the Rockies was asked about, Trevor story and him having being that next in line to get an extension. Uh, you know, we've, we've gone through the Charlie Blackman. Uh, we've gone through the Nolan Arenado. We've gone through the Herman Marquez and story is the next logical person to go up there. And, and I want to read to you exactly what Dick Monfort said about that long-term extension for story. Uh, you know, the question was asked, will the new TV deal, uh, enable you to go after Trevor Story on a long-term deal. And let me paraphrase this by saying that the the new TV deal does not kick in until 2021 season. And it's also, according to Monfort, it was not as lucrative as they were hoping for. Uh, but when asked about going after Trevor Story on a long-term deal, Dick Monfort said, and I quote, I think that in a combination of things will allow us to, yes, and again, it starts in 2021, meaning the long-term uh, TV deal. So we're relatively the same in 2020. There's a little inflation in 2020, and then the increase happens in 2021. So I want to just back up and make sure that everybody understands that the new TV deal does not kick in until 2021. And a lot of the talk that you've heard about the Rockies staying the course and maybe not making a big splash, and some of the things that we've heard about not a lot of room to maneuver financially in 2020, part of that is because, again, they're working with the same TV money. Now, we don't know what this new-term deal exactly is for money-wise, uh, but we do know that 2021, the, the wallet's going to open up a little bit more, perhaps, and that includes uh, what we may be seeing from Trevor Story in an effort for the Rockies to keep him because, as we know, 2021 at the end of that season could be the opt-out for Nolan as well as Story walking away from, from the franchise as an unrestricted free agent. And so, Noah, I'm going to throw a question at you. How important is it for this franchise to know that they can ink Story to a long-term deal before it comes to that point, kind of like they did Nolan in this past offseason? I, to be totally honest, I think it's huge. Um, and it, they do have the luxury of this offseason being Story's second year of arbitration. So he's still arbitration eligible next year as well. Um, so he would still, his final year that he would be on the team um, would be the 2021 season before he becomes a free agent in the 21 22 offseason. Um, but I mean, essentially, you look at the team right now, and you've got obviously Nolan locked up for a long time. And after 2021, the Rockies yep. don't have anybody else locked up guaranteed after that. Now, you do have a player option for Charlie Blackman, which I would assume he would, uh, want to keep his uh, to stay in Denver um for 2022 um but then there's a team option on Ian Desmond for 2022 
that's not going to be exercised unless something drastic happens in the next few years. Um, And then you've got some arbitration eligible guys. And oh, the other one is uh, Herman Marquez. That's uh, that's what you've got as of now. So the Rockies have the money. Now, whether the TV deal is anything to write home about, we don't know because we don't even know how long it is, let alone how much it is. Um, and as soon as I saw that press release, I, I immediately thought, okay, that's, it's good to know that there's the TV deal, but what else have we learned? Nothing to to be quite honest. And I, I hate to say this, but it's kind of true. And there's been a lot of things with that, that, that that almost seems like with the Rockies and whether it's ownership or front office, they're very secretive about that for whatever reason, good, bad, indifferent, whatever, um, where it's been like that. Um, to be totally honest too, I'm not sure. And it, it didn't sound like it to me, at least I, again, I could be totally wrong. It didn't sound like there was yeah. much of a negotiation. It was just, Hey, what do you want to give us? Okay, we'll give you X amount of years and X amount of dollars. Okay, we're uh, that's not necessarily what we want, but that's yeah. what we've got. You've got a deal. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. I wasn't in the room. Don't know if that's actually true or not. But well, it certainly that's what it sounds going like to be interesting. To you and I were talking about before we came thing. on the air about 2020 and how that. Not only is the team locked into not a lot of financial flexibility, but the reason that they are, and Patrick Saunders wrote a great article about this recently in the Denver Post, is some of those contracts, the Ian Desmonds, the Wade Davises, the Jake McGee's, the Brian Shaw's, and how that this has kind of backed the Rockies into a big corner next season uh, as far as salary goes. So I I think that we've got to remember – a, you've got all these bad, bad contracts for next year. Uh, B, you've got the TV deal not increasing until 2021. So I think that they will work something out with Trevor on a longer-term extension uh, before that 2021 offseason. But I don't expect it to be anything next season because, A, they don't necessarily have to. And, B, the money's not really going to be there. Uh, certainly, they can project ahead. I get that. Uh, but I think that they're going to wait until those bad contracts are off the books and really see exactly what they've got to work with. Yeah, I mean, next year, they uh, for seven players, they have already committed $115 million. And those seven players are Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Wade Davis, Ian Desmond, Jake McGee, yeah, and we and Brian, yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian Shaw and Daniel Murphy. I mean, yeah, you've and, got Charlie, and, and you Nolan know, I, I wrote an article earlier this week about what if the Rockies could flip That's any it. of those contracts. Likely, Daniel Murphy is the one that could be flipped. The others are pretty tough to even think that there's a possibility there. But if they could find an American League trade partner where Murphy could play the DH, it's possible. Uh, you know, and certainly check out my article on Rock's Pile about that. But I also said in there that I thought it was much more likely the Rockies could not find a trade partner than they could. So, again, you're looking at a, a season where you are going to have a lot of the same 
players, a lot of the same faces. And, uh, you know, I, I thought Nick Groke said it best in one of his articles in The Athletic. They're building next season on hope that a lot of players can come back, the Kyle Freelands, the Herman Marquez, uh, especially on the pitching side. And I think that includes Murphy as well, uh, bouncing back to his form. Um, but unless they pull some kind of a deal with a Raymel Tapia or a Daniel Murphy, I just don't see that there's a lot of room to maneuver next season, especially knowing that the story extension is coming and you've got to make sure that there's a piece of the pie set aside for him. Yeah, and now obviously this is it's a bit too early to be discussing uh what the 2020 Rockies will be looking like in record-wise. Um right. but I mean, will they be as bad as they were this year? Probably not. Um but because just for the sheer fact of at the end you had John Gray, you had Freeland, you had Marquez, yep. you had uh, numerous other guys, David Dahl, another one, on the injured list. They're probably not going to all be on the injured list at the same time next year. But they lost 91 games. You can't tell me right no. now, at least, that they're going to be a 91-win team next year. They aren't, And that's what they were in 2018. You can't tell me that. Right now, I, I personally, with... Uh, even with yeah. the, the exact same team, I would say that they're probably a high 70s win team. And obviously that could change throughout the offseason, but whether something changes in the division or something changes with the Rockies, but that's something where you, you're going into 2020 and you're hoping for a lot of things to change. And you most likely aren't going to have many moves. So... As they say, and this is obviously paraphrasing it, uh, if you if you do something once, if if you do something again the same way, and expect a different outcome, that's the definition of insanity. Now, I don't think it's necessarily insanity well, and, at this point, I but I do that, think it's you know, insanity. You bring up a really good point, and, and there's right an now. article that came out recently on MLB.com that I'm going to be writing on sometime this coming week, and it picked five teams that finished under 500 this season that were the best candidates to finish above 500 next season. And Noah, would you like to guess if the Rockies were or were not on that list? You are a genius, my friend, because you're exactly right. They were not. I'm and I, say I, I thought not. that was very telling that the, and, and certainly take it all with a grain of salt. We're all looking into a crystal ball here, obviously ahead of next season. And there's a lot of off season and spring training and everything else. But I thought it was very interesting that you've got the four all-stars who will be back next season, and you've supposedly got this up-and-coming nucleus of young players. You've got the pitching that will be back, and yet everybody, or at least at MLB.com, the writer looked at this and said, no, I don't see an 11-win uh, improvement in there anywhere. So uh, I <clears throat> personally, right now, as we stand in middle of October, I agree with you. I don't think this is a team that is going to be above 500 next year. Uh, I think that it's still going to take some more maneuvering and a few more things to happen for this team to be back in the uh, true hunt for the playoffs or even in that con that conversation next year. 
Yeah, and that's something where, I mean, we, we you and I talked about this earlier. It was either earlier today or yesterday, where I mean, you like for for the Dodgers, they they've won seven straight NL West titles, and that that's fine and dandy. But the thing is, and this yeah. is the point with the Rockies. I mean, you can get there, but at some point, you have to do something in the postseason. And I mean, the Rockies lately. I mean, they lost a wild card game. Yep. And then last year they win a wild card game, and then they get swept. So, and I mean, obviously we don't know if the uh, quote unquote window has been closed or not because i mean you really can't tell until the season starts but i mean if the yeah. window has closed well and you know I mean, you, you won one back to last season game 163 in la we all so, know that was certainly an overmatched uh rockies team there just because of la's depth uh i was you know i was in chicago for that wild card game it was amazing to see the team come together for Tony Walters to begin his magical season this year with that hit last year that's been so well documented. But you're exactly right. After that, whenever they finally got to face the Brewers, we all know how that ended up. Uh, you know, and certainly the Rockies, you're right. Are they going to be built right now for even a playoff run, let alone a long playoff run? I think the answer is no. So there's still a lot of construction that would need to happen. And the Rockies would actually have to, dare I say, make some moves at the trade deadline uh, as well. And also, too, I'm going to have Ooh. a very hot take here. I don't think there's a team in the NL West that's built for a long postseason run right now. And I, we just saw it with the Dodgers as we're recording this on Thursday. Um so the Dodgers lost last night. Yeah. Um in game 5 and I mean they've got a lot of interchangeable parts. Do they have somebody that this is one thing that the Rockies have done better than the Dodgers and that is that they actually have the star power. Now whether they will be able to do that in the postseason is obviously a different yeah. question because like the Dodgers have Cody Bellinger but he's he's been terrible in the postseason. Awful. You can't hit two thirty in the postseason when you're. It's not like he has a short resume in the postseason now, because the Dodgers have been there a lot. It's like with Clayton Kershaw. Oh, he yep. can be Clayton Kershaw, and he could be twenty twelve Clayton yep. Kershaw. Sure, but when he gets into the postseason, he's garbage. He can't pitch. There's a re there's a reason why. The number one thing trending on Twitter, yeah, on it was it was a bad. Um, and and I think you said it very Kershaw well earlier. Uh, you know, Dave Roberts put him in there thinking he was Clayton Kershaw a few years ago rather than Kershaw of 2019. And you know, I we all remember Madison Bumgarner and that amazing postseason run he had, and how he came back to nail down, uh, you know, those games against the Royals to give the Giants the World Series. And you know, and and I think that. That has molded so many of these managers into, well, let's use our starter in that role now. And, and I'm all about throwing your best pitcher out there. But at the same time, 
you've got to make sure that your your pitcher is in the best spot to actually succeed rather than just saying, we'll go get them and patting them on the butt. Yeah, and also, too, with Kershaw, he came in last night to face Adam Eaton, two outs, and he strikes him out on three pitches. Okay, I, personally, I wouldn't have brought him in at all, but he gets him out. Okay, perfect. Now you're going to start him off, clean inning. Now you're still up by two, but you've got Kenta Maeda warming up in the bullpen, your best reliever. And you f you keep Kershaw in to face Anthony Rendon, arguably yeah. the best hitter in the National League. Uh, the best hitter on the Nationals in, in general. You, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But arguably the best hitter in the National League. Home run. Yeah. Two pitches in. To me, uh, the absolute latest, I pull him right there. And yeah, then and Juan Soto, one pitch, gone, sayonara, game tied. And so that and that was part of the problem with Dave Roberts is uh, the the Dodgers, uh, I, they didn't deserve the win series. Um, Dave Roberts obviously didn't help them. But, I mean, if you look at some of the stats from the series, the and another thing too with uh, Dave Roberts is he doesn't bring in Kenley Jansen his eighty five million dollar closer, but he brings him in when Howie after Howie Kendrick has hit a grand slam, so he brings him in with a four run deficit. Doesn't bring him in when Joe Kelly was going for a second inning when Joe Kelly hasn't done well in multiple innings this year. Um, so, but with the Dodgers. Their bullpen ERA in the series, 675. Wow. Runners in scoring position, they hit as no, a team. They hit 135. You can't win like that. And that's a, that's part of the sustainability of postseason baseball. Hey, you won 106 games, and you won your seventh straight NL West title. Yep. How many times of those yeah. seven times? And, you know, obviously Rockies fans were more than season. happy to see the big, uh, fat zero. Uh, L.A. collapse. And and I think a lot of it, you know, Noah was certainly the, the no-love loss between the Rockies and Dodgers fans. But I, I also think, you know, you're looking across into that other dugout, and I think that there's a real surge of emotion right now that uh, wouldn't it be great if Ferraro <laughs> Parra got a ring? Uh, and, and so I think a lot of folks on the, uh, the Rockies bandwagon have at least temporarily hopped over onto the DC bandwagon for this NLC, uh, NLCS, uh, matchup against the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just imagine if it's a, uh, Nationals, uh, Yankees, exactly World right, Series, I mean, you got half yeah, of the, you know, Half the Yankees are, yeah, and, are former and, Rockies. Hey, it seems uh, like. we, if we've learned nothing this postseason, <laughs> so, at least on the National League side, is yeah, that anything's it's possible. Just, it's amazing. And, and Washington's kind of got that feel of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, destiny alongside on it, it feels like. Yeah. And by the way, one correction I want to make with Cody Bellinger. Ugh. I said that he was hitting wow. about 230 in the playoffs. That was his on-base percentage. His career on-base percentage in the postseason is 234. 
Now, mind you, last year in the NLCS, and I, 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 to be totally honest, I don't remember what he did to earn it. Just looking at the stats here, it, 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 I don't see it. He won the NLCS MVP, and he hit 200 for them in this in the series. So, I, I, to be quite honest, I don't remember yeah. with that. But he has 36 career postseason games. He's hitting 178. 178 with 52 punch outs. 234 on base percentage, 326 slugging. So, I mean, you could very easily yep. say with the Dodgers, Bellinger, uh, he, he stinks in the postseason. Kershaw stinks. Bueller pitched well. But, I mean, it's his second season. I mean, there's only so much you can ask for out of a second-year player who's a pitcher for your 25-man roster, especially when you don't have a guy that you're willing to trust in the bullpen. And that was another shortcoming of the Dodgers. Like I said, congratulations yeah. on your 100, 600, you know, whatever win season. And nobody really cares because guess what? You didn't win in the end. You didn't win the final game of the season. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of teams in baseball right now. I mean, we just saw with the Braves how they, I mean, they just flat out choked in the series. I just, putting it very bluntly. Um, I mean, how do you give up 10 runs in the first inning of an elimination game? I, it, it, mind-boggling. But they haven't won a postseason series since 2001. Oakland, they, they last won one in 2006. And, but then they were swept in the championship series. Before that, the last time they won, <laughs> I, it was 1992 against the Blue Jays. I mean, Dave Stewart was still on the team. Ricky Henderson was still on the team. So, I mean, you, you got them. You've got the Twins who they, yep. they can never, ever play in the postseason. And not to mention they always face the Yankees. And as we saw this year, they just get completely clobbered. Um, and you've, you've got a lot of teams now in baseball, it seems like. And one of them was the Washington Nationals, oddly enough, who it seemed to overcome it, um, where they cannot win the big game. Whether it's just the lack of personnel, whether it's nerves, whether it's managerial decisions, what have you. Um, that, that's something that we've seen a lot. And there's only a few teams yeah, that and, and obviously seem the, to manage the, the it well. Astros and two of them are in fascinating the ALCS. Uh, you know, I know a lot of uh, Rocky fans are obviously, as you mentioned, uh, pulling for New York with uh, Ottavino and LeMahieu and uh, you know, the, uh, the, the cast of characters, uh, shall we say, that uh, has moved on from Coors Field to Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I'm going to be very curious, and obviously we'll be back uh, after uh, the uh, teams are announced for the, for the World Series. We'll probably be back before then. Uh, but very curious to see, uh, Noel, kind of what your gut uh, heading, uh, who's going to be in the World Series. Um, I think the Nationals are going to do well in the NLCS. Um, and that's because the Cardinals, their offense is not very good. And I mean, we, we saw that when they faced the Rockies a few weeks before the season ended. Um, 
I mean, you can only ride on your two or three good starting pitchers for so long. And that's Jack Flaherty, yep. Dakota Hudson, and maybe mix in an Adam Wainwright. Their bullpen's pretty good, but I like I said, their offense is not very good. Um, American League, I've, a lot of people think it's going to be a very closely matched series between Houston and the Yankees. I don't believe that to be the case, to be quite honest. I think, I think the Yankees are going to make it a lot easier and they're going to win in probably five or six games. Um, I, I think they're the odds on favor for the world series, to be quite honest. Um, because they're going to be getting some guys off the injured list back and Houston. I mean, Look at their starting rotation after Verlander and Cole. Zach Greinke, another guy who cannot pitch in the postseason. We just saw it in game three. He stinks. He's terrible. He's not good in the postseason. Sorry. It's a fact. He's not good in the postseason. I mean, how many times has he, uh, as Christopher Mad Dog Russo likes to say, how many times has he urinated on himself in the postseason? A lot. He did it with the uh, Brewers. He did it with the Dodgers. He did it with the Diamondbacks. He's now done it with the uh, Astros. He's got a career four sixty ERA, I believe, in the postseason. He and he's right. probably going to be starting Game One. Um, and then who you're going to have as your fourth starter, Jose Urquidy? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, now the Yankees' starting pitching is not that great, but I mean, it's. Uh, their three and four starters are better than that. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, the Astros, I don't think, are going to do well in Yankee Stadium for uh, games three, four, and five. Um, so I think the Yankees are going to be in the World Series. I think they're probably going to win it. Um, and then I think the Nationals will um, will win the NLCS. I would not be surprised, though, if that goes seven because – if if the Nationals lose, it's going to be because of their bullpen. I mean, it's just right. oh my god, their their bullpen's a train wreck. And it, it, if you think about it, when hasn't their bullpen been a train wreck? <laughs> so I mean, if you're if you're having to bring out starter after starter out of the bullpen, I mean, you've got you've got Sean Doolittle and Daniel Hudson out there, and it's it's, it's not like they're Mariano Rivera coming out of the bullpen. So yeah. I mean. It's the I think the Nationals' offense will carry them, and their starting rotations. I tell you, I can't add much good. more to that. I gotta be um, honest with you. I think you broke it down. If, if they end up losing, they're down. Yeah, you know, but no, I I uh, I'm like you. I I think that we're gonna see a Yankees Nationals uh, World Series. Uh, my dad <laughs> is obviously uh, rooting hard for his St. Louis Cardinals, and would love to see Yankees Cardinals series. Uh, but I just uh, I don't see that uh, Destiny is going to jump off the Nationals bandwagon just yet. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but, no, I know we'll be back real soon to talk about a few more things that happen with the Rockies. And I think, uh, you know, certainly we love to hear from uh, you, the fans. If there's anything you want us to tackle, any questions, uh, certainly Noah and I are, are up for debate and to give you our best uh, foot. So, Noah, thanks as always for your time, man. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening. We will be back real soon with the uh, another episode of the Rockspile Rockies Report. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at yep, Rockspile FS, much. and you're checking out all the new stories that we have, at least one per day, 
now for more than 700 straight days. Just a little reminder there. Uh, some sites take the off-season off. We do not. Uh, want at least one new article every day. That's our pledge to you. So thanks for joining us. We look forward to being back with you soon. And until then, go Rockies. That's our pledge to you. So thanks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.